Welcome to the Racking Focus podcast. Today's film, Made Public, was not available to the public when we did our podcast recording, but since that time it has become available, and before you get spoiled by listening to our commentary on the film, you should check out the movie at the link in the description of either the podcast or the YouTube video, and now off to the show. You're listening to the Racking Focus podcast. Welcome back to the Racking Focus podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. I'm John Doyle. And today we're joined by Sam Detweiler, our editor and sort of producer. Yeah. And we just watched a short film called Made Public, directed by Foster Wilson, uh, and a whole bunch of other people who worked on this. It was a big credit. It was a lot of credits at the end. It was more than I expected for a short film, but it was a well-made short film as far as short films go. So let's maybe have a counter at the bottom that counts how many short times we say short films. I've already said it like... 15 times, I feel like, but, um, so very different, uh, as far as a critique goes, cause we're not critiquing a big Hollywood piece where it says, this is a small budget short, I don't know what their budget was. Maybe we can find out on IMDb, IMDb, but, um, yeah, I'm going to critique this a little bit differently, I think, than a regular film. Would you agree? Yeah. I think we're going to have an interesting conversation. I want to say that we're, we love doing this, getting to see something like this is really great. And it's something we were interested in from the start. And when this opportunity came up, we jumped at it. So uh, you may not be able to see this film easily, but you want to keep your eyes out uh, after you've heard our conversation so you can make an adequate decision about it. Yeah. We can post about it when it's live. I think it's in festival circuits right now still. So that's why it's not public. But once it's live, we can always post to Instagram or something and yeah. let you know about it. So cool. Dog's comfy on the couch. Let's get going. All right, good. Um, I want to start with the positives here of the film. Um, I thought the acting was really well done. Um, just like the delivery, um, they committed like 100% to the role they had to play. Um, I think I'm, I more so have like just issues with character and that just might be because we don't get to learn who these people are. You're just kind of thrust into this setting. Um, we're so, again, we're so used to watching, oh yeah, let me start the timer up. We're so used to watching these big budget two hour films and you get to figure out who these characters are over that two hour period of time. Uh, but with this, you're thrust right in. So you don't really get to discover who these people are ex- except only for a couple minutes. So I, I liked the way that they delivered their lines. I thought who they I, it's just what they were, right? Like I didn't necessarily, I don't think Josh should uh, get married personally. I don't think he's ready. If he's posting about it on Facebook like that, then probably probably not ready, man. Um, but I think the acting was well done. They're obviously SAG, SAG uh, actors, so they are talented enough to be accepted into that. That was that's a union, right, or a mm-hmm. guild, right? So, yeah, um, that was one of the, the highlights I liked. I liked. I, I enjoyed the acting. Great. Sam, what do you think about the acting? I think it was good. Uh, One thing that you said about, like, kind of thrust it in, Mm -hmm. I think it was almost a choice as well, because Mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're on the other side of the pole, kind of, when they made it, and it's like trying to make you decide, like, as a stranger, like, that last person. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, I don't know her. I think it was, like, kind of like that. Right. But I think the acting was good. There was funny parts. I liked it. We should turn your sound on too. But yeah, good. That's good. There we go. 
All right, good. Sam liked well, it. Sam yeah. liked the acting. As no, a, as and you heard it just yeah. quietly. We'll have to match <laughs> that up good, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the acting was great too. I was uh, I, at the very beginning. I had some concerns, uh-huh. and we'll mm-hmm. talk about why the concerns existed later. I think when there's a concern about the piece, but I thought the actors were really wet, did a really good job. I especially thought once we got. Uh, and again, spoilers for the film to some extent. We're going to hold yeah. back as much as we can right now, uh, but we're still going to go for it. Uh, the The moment when they reach the kitchen, we really get to see the actors mm-hmm. at work for real. Yeah. So we have a lot of people who are playing characters that are so clearly defined because yeah. we don't have any time to know who they are. Yeah, exactly. So they, they don't have a lot of subtlety mm. it's all about clarity so we right. know like this person is per- this person like father is this mother is this yeah and some of that's done by what people say to them but most of it's done by very specific very clear character choices that right. we get on screen right well and and the thing with the blocking too is you know who everybody is everybody's pretty much been to a wedding you know that the groomsmen stand next to him you obviously dad is guarding his daughter in the kitchen parents are sitting on either side of the aisle where they need to be like and you just have a slew of friends bridesmaids are in bridesmaids dresses like the it's if this was a silent piece you would know who everybody was essentially just from non-verbals mm-hmm. and from costume costume was i mean it was well done good job but it was simple as far as what mm. the costume's going to be there's no elaborate like it suits dresses formal wear it's simple enough um the uh the yeah they line like you said sam they uh do thrust you in and they do it fast because and they don't have a lot of time they have to get this this video off the ground a little bit but they want you to pick up on like what the heck happened yeah. what they make you question like what is going on because i was sitting in the corner of this couch like what it, what happened like did i miss something did i just miss a line of dialogue somewhere and that's not their fault that's how it was written and i think it was written well enough to make me wonder like i need to know what is yeah. what this guy did or didn't do um so i, I mean they, they created a mystery box almost jj uh, abrams talk, talks about this mystery box that the audience needs to want to open um and he does it in all of his films really but yeah they created a mystery box around a piece of information that we just don't know what what that information mm-hmm. is so i thought they did a good job with that sam something you liked about it <laughs> Um, I really liked the um, sound stuff. Uh, it was kind of almost not footprinty, almost, but it had like that beat to where like it kept your mind different than like what you're actually seeing. I don't know if I'm explaining it. Correctly. You mean the soundtrack, like, like the yeah, music? like yeah. the music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really well placed. I felt like in certain spots, some spots it was like I looked up and I was like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, I kind of just dozed off a little bit mm-hmm. just because the sound was, like, very, I guess not... Constant. Like yeah, it was, it was just constant, almost, so it wasn't, yeah. like, pulling my attention in as much as, like, I like to use sound and audio. Like, when I did my short films for high school, I like to do a lot of sounds and to just take... Because sound is really important to me. Um, but other than yeah. that I liked the soundtrack yeah it was very rhythmic right the soundtrack felt mm. rhythmic and oh. it, 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 it it was a transitional it felt yeah. like too right every time that that beat came up it was when they were moving in, yeah in the steady cam shots it was almost like footsteps in yeah. some places yeah. and then I was like so oh wait it's not footsteps it's mm. yeah. it's music it was really interesting and I think that you're right it, it mm. in some places it was subtly played but it did use yeah. transitions yeah mm. great um, so uh, 
from my perspective, one of the things I liked was the the direction of the piece overall. Right. I thought that it really they did a very good job accenting the humor within the emotional stress. These people felt pretty real, and a yeah. lot of that. To me, my response is a director was giving really good structure to line readings and how many things needed to play. Mm -hmm. And so there, there's a moment at the end uh, with a joke that I don't want to blow um, where the our, our lead is talking. And uh, let me just get Janine Mason, who plays uh, Sydney, is talking at the front of the, uh, the the church and makes a secondary comment and there's just a great comedic beat yeah, yeah. And that happens a pile of times there's a moment where a flash goes off that's like really well yeah, played well played sound effect there yeah and and, the, and the, right the sound effect is what i would yeah. say yep. right so the action is well placed but the sound effect like nails it it happens on the cut the sound effect happens mm -hmm. after it cuts away from her yeah yeah so there's a, so we get things in the picture that obviously are some of them are in big shots, wide shots, almost establishing mm -hmm. style shots, that, and we're able to get that humor in there, which means it was directed well, right? It's right. not an improvisationed moment because yeah. there's too much business happening around mm -hmm. the space. Mm -hmm. Those people in the church all were doing specific jobs. Right. And we can say that that's good acting, but I think it's also a good director who knows sure. when the wide shot is going to tell us a lot of story mm -hmm. and when we can get a good joke out of a small beat from those folks. Right, yeah. no, I agree. I, I did like the cinematography. There was a lot of steady cam work happening. Um, for a minute, I thought they were going to transition into like a... Is this gonna be like all one shot after? Yeah. After uh, Dave started. Dave. 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 Josh. Uh, Zim Zuckerman. 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 Um, he started moving. I was like, oh, were you transitioning into a fully like on the go, single Steadicam shot piece? Because, and it was a long shot. I mean, he and maybe I don't know if they maybe did a cut in between there in a transitional moment of a pan or something. But if it was all one shot, like the acting to go from the altar. Down past, uh, uh, what's his name? His friend Terry, the tomato soup guy, right? Right. Uh, at the end, uh, past him into the bridesmaids and then into the dad, mm -hmm. and then past the dad into Sydney, all in one take. That's that's an, that's an impressive piece of acting there and directing too. For the shots could have been stationary for each one, right? He could have transitioned into each shot, and they could have had it set up, and he could have. Walked in the frame, had a shot there, walked Watch out of frame. So they were welcome, super well composed shots, mm -hmm. um, just on their own. But then they strung it together into a steady cam shot, and it had a little bit more, I guess, emotion. At mm -hmm. least for me, it, it felt like you were on the go with him, and like this frantic, paced. Uh, I need to figure out what's happening, you know. So I did. I did enjoy the cinematography. The lighting was pretty. Like nothing crazy. They didn't go overboard with any lighting, but. Uh, it everything looked good. The grade was nice. The coloring was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I liked it. I like that. Yeah. yeah, and I'll say too that beginning is a tease, right? Because we think it's a movie about Dave. It feels like it's a movie about Dave. Yeah. Then you realize it's really not. It's a movie about their relationship, and to some extent, yeah. Sydney may be the mm -hmm. lead of this. If we had yeah. to call out a lead, yeah. And so it feels very much like we're going to see this. Well, yeah, she certainly takes over. And she certainly takes over mm -hmm. the, the story, yeah. right? Well, and right. even in the blocking, she switches. Like, he starts on the altar, and she is nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden, she's up on the altar. Dave is about to sit down on the floor right. in submission, right, to what she's doing. So the blocking was, was really great, the way that they 
um, kind of switch those characters' perspectives up. So yeah, it's great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, other stuff people liked. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so not used Put to you this. On the spot. I know. It's um, welcome to the podcast. My hands are so sweaty. <laughs> uh, that's less an, less attractive thought than I thought so, we'd get in the podcast. Um, let's see. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's just... Stop! I think it's just... I think it was overly good. I wish I could produce something like that mm -hmm. in high school. Like, that was, like, the goal, but... Yeah, I, I, mean, there, I mean, there's a lot of people, too, working on this. Oh, can we talk about the sound for a minute? So, or did you want to transition to that later? So, so I want to say one more good thing. Okay, because okay. I'm going to have a concern about I'm okay. going to have a concern about yeah. ADR stuff. But uh, I want to talk about the production designer. Okay, um, this is one of those things that's really subtle in a short film and can get really overlooked. Mm -hmm. But that kitchen was spectacularly propped. Like it, the things that were in that kitchen were lovely. There was little bits of detail. All of the wrapped food mm -hmm. placed at there was. It's one of those things where in that environment, it's so secondary. It's yeah. not even part of the event. Well, yeah, but well, it's all there. It's right. present, and it's all it's all placed. Right. It and, and could easily have been skipped. And and I found that throughout. Yeah, the she whole wasn't piece. just sitting on like a empty countertop, right? There was some food there that was wrapped. There's yeah, cookies. Um, which, there's cookies. It was cookies. You're right. There were cookies. It yeah. made me. It made me wonder. Were those cookies for the funeral afterwards, or were say. they for the wedding? Because I think it was like a mix of food for everything. Okay, yeah. That church like had a lot. Because there's no reception more. happening at this church because there's a funeral obviously coming. Yeah, and that was my first weird. my first thought. Well, was, but it, maybe there is a reception in a basement. Maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe but there was the wrapped food on the counter when they did the reversal. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was really lovely. Like yeah. it, there was depth to it, right? So we had this sort of front unit, then we had that farther backspace to sort of foyer into the kitchen with yeah. maybe a staging area for food, whatever. Right, right. It was just so nicely done. And in fact, I'd say the same thing for all of the phones present, which is a mm -hmm. production giant prop issue. Mm -hmm. uh, the the uh, bridesmaids stuff, all of the detail yep. in that space. There were lots of spaces in this piece that for the most part takes place in the church. Yeah. And those were all well propped, well placed. Well, the production design was lovely, and I think, yeah. and I guess it's Adrian Wittenberg. I just real kudos uh, yeah. for me. I mean, I go to weddings every single weekend, and this looked like a real wedding to me. You know, yeah. it wasn't a high end wedding by any means, but like it was, it was a wedding. Like it looked like a wedding. I was completely mm -hmm. convinced that, you know, I, and I was looking for something, as a wedding photographer who goes to weddings every weekend. I was looking for something that was out of place. Or that was maybe like mm, that doesn't happen. And the only thing that came to mind was there's there's very few guests at this wedding, but half of the people might have not shown up based on his Facebook yeah. post and that they saw the night before. So who knows? But yeah, I, no production design was really well done. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Sam? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the only thing about the kitchen that I kind of felt was weird is like why was the bride in the kitchen because I kind of wanted her to be like eating something or having something else in her hand other than the phone because like as a girl when I'm sad I like to have food and there's food all over <laughs> around her do you, do you stress so eat Sam I do <laughs> so like I wish she was like tied in more to the kitchen just other than her sitting on a counter like on her phone I know that was the point but I kind of felt like she was doing something else to tie her in a little like more. there should have been a comedic like Food. She could have had a cookie. The cookies were like right yeah. next to her, yeah, you know, like they were yeah, open. Right. It looks like they just came out of the oven. Right. So like 
something like that to just tie her into her location. Right. Because he's already tied into the church location because he's standing up there with his flowers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it just yeah. seems like she was like, well, why the kitchen? Like, if you're not going to eat, then stay up in the she room. Was the pro- oh, yeah, right. Because there would be there right. would potentially be a room mm-hmm. somewhere. Yes. Maybe, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, there's also blocking as an issue because it For was sure. a pretty straight walk. I mean, yeah, there yeah, there's stairs, no right? stairs. This whole the wisely stairs done, were, probably yep, right? very smartly done. Yeah, they uh, blocked those stairs off with the bridesmaids. He was yep. not gonna pass pass by them. Um, so talk about sound a little bit. Uh, yeah, so that was the one thing that threw me off, and I wonder if there was just an issue. I mean, I've been to these types of churches, and they're incredibly echoey. Mm-hmm. You have that the sanctuary echoey hallway and stairwell echoey Uh, a a kitchen filled with just materials that are going to bounce the sound everywhere echoey i would say that 95 percent of this film was probably 80 yard with like just very few moments that were were still real maybe 100 percent 80 yard i'm not sure but there was something weird about it because i could tell that it was 80 yard you know yeah um there are two things i noticed that caused some of that experiential problem And, and i don't know where to place that focus. And it didn't destroy the film for me. Mm-hmm. Although there was a moment in the beginning where I where it took me out of the movie, right? right? There was this one beat with one of the groomsmen mm-hmm. where it was really just mm-hmm. clearly weird. Mm-hmm. But it's because the actors were doing really interesting work. Yeah. So that like, you know, uh, Janine is sitting on that uh, table with her phone and she, she has a giggle. There was a moment when she's on the altar where there's like this little almost it's not improvisational it's just good acting but this this moment of sort of fresh uh initiated that's very difficult to do right in post if it's not your if it's not the thing you do all the time yeah so that post-production work with some of that was where we saw frayed edges to the ADRing. Yeah. It happened at, with the bridesmaids briefly, although I thought the bridesmaids themselves sort of nailed it. Um, uh, Dave or uh, Josh Zuckerman, he had some issues with that. And there was one groomsman who both times he spoke, mm-hmm. he wasn't matching up as well mm-hmm. as I would love yeah. it to there, And there's something about ADR, and this is why people just, you don't want to do it. Like You just don't want to do ADR unless you really absolutely have to. And I'm going to say they probably absolutely needed to. Uh, it's you cannot recreate the emotion or the feeling as an actor on set. You can't. It's you can't do it 100 percent in a in a booth in a sound booth. Like you, it's you're not in the same headspace, right? Like, and it's impossible to like 100 percent match the same audio tone, inflection, mm-hmm. length, duration of the like. She gave a scream in the film. There's no way she matched that scream 100%. All the tone, like I, if I listened to myself say one sentence over and over and over, I probably still couldn't match it 100%, you mm-hmm. know? So there's something that's lost when it's transitioned into the ADR booth. Uh, but the film is stronger because they did ADR. I'm sure that listening to this back, the raw audio, as great as probably the sound guy was at his job, there's nothing you can do sometimes about the the circumstances that you're shooting with, especially with the long takes they were doing, walking, there's no way they're gonna have a sound guy perfectly capture what is needed, following them from the sanctuary, into the hallway, into the stairwell, into the kitchen, and then back out again. Like there's just, there's no way. So yeah, the ADR was problematic, but the other thing that was problematic, there was some sound effects I didn't like, specifically the dings on the phone. I just felt like, yeah, they did feel like they needed to be blended more or like mixed or quieter. Like there was something, I don't know if they were just too loud. I think it was just since 
I personally, like, in the beginning, thought it was a choice of mm-hmm. the two, Dave and Sydney, because their audio seemed louder than everyone else's. Yeah. I thought it was a choice in the beginning, and then I just got annoyed by it by the end, because it yeah. was like, and the dings were just so loud. Well, it may be purposeful, right, to, to, to annoy you into, like, why are we even listening to Facebook and social media? There's a, probably a clear message behind this is... It's it's start deciding things for yourself. One, if you're indecisive, start deciding things. Make the choice. Be a human and make the choice. Don't let other mm-hmm. people. Don't rely on other people to make the choice for you. Uh, you should know what you want to do with with your life, or at least attempt to try and make that choice. Um, but two, are we too sucked into social media and wanting affirmation from everybody for the choices that we're gonna make, or? Maybe we're not going to make. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, I don't know. If there was a social media cell phone technology, yeah. it was a ping, right? And I'm sure you felt it where, man, this person's sending me another text or I have another email or I have another notification and all you want to do is get rid of your phone for a minute. Yeah. I don't even know because I don't use Facebook as much, but I don't even mm. know if that, like, if somebody votes on a poll, if that ping is even there. Like, it just was like... And that's, uh, I think that's the the point that you bring up. That's really good. It's, it's a needed tool for the, the piece Mm -hmm. maybe better served by, um, a buzz, right? Like, uh, that kind of silent notification sound that might be better served because it it is about the notification settings and whose notification settings we're listening to. Like there's this thing that happens, the piece survives it very easily, Mm -hmm. but it's a weirdness and I'll bet a conversation that writer, director, et cetera, had yeah. about how they were going to manage this thing. And it's, that's one of the, that's a not successful moment, even though there are pings that are viable jokes, right? Yeah, for sure. And, but is the question of, was this the most successful outcome that they could have come up with for it? Right. Cause there, there could have been buzzes, but it wouldn't have been as, uh, effective potentially when everybody else in the room is, if you just heard a bunch of buzzing, it doesn't, it's right. not going to sound right. And yeah. then obviously you're wondering if there's no sound for the poll, if there's no sound on the phone, then you don't know what the people off screen are doing in, in some of those moments, you know, so you're getting these clear people are voting, people are voting. However, the groomsmen weren't getting pings at the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie, right? Yeah. They, they were just looking. They were at just things. looking so. and counting the toll. And I understand the reasoning and it works because mm-hmm. the, we're yeah. going to forgive that in the film. Yeah. But it is. It's a, a hard it's, thing to manage. It's one sure. of the things that, that, yeah. that stuck out. Um, the, uh, I want to talk about the Reverend briefly. Mm-hmm. I love the Reverend yeah. in a lot of ways. Uh, I was, uh, the Re- Reverend, uh, the casuals, less reverendy nature yeah. was really interesting. <laughs> um, there was a sense that this was in a, uh, religious environment, but whatever religion was doing the service was a religion that was not bound by some traditionalist Right. mindset and I thought that was really interesting and very subtle right. I also like the fact that the reverend sort of gets the last beat right. of, yeah, she, of the piece sort yeah. of arcs that uh, you know from the beginning she opens and yeah. kind of closes it right. she opens yeah. it with like how late they're well they're being yeah, late a, we don't know how late but they're being they're, late they're, they're late they're, they're late enough to yeah. where it should probably started at the top of the hour not at 11.40 or 11.20 yeah. or whatever it was um uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about Stephen Peck, who was Philip, who I loved to death. Oh, is he the, um, he's the black guy? He's the, the, yeah. the black guy who yeah, yeah. A, appears to be, although I don't want to be uh, right, uh, right. any stereotyping, feels like that character may be gay. 
yeah. really funny, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, good beats, like nice acting job. Yeah. Uh, very specific look. There was a lot going on there that I thought was really great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, but even, I mean, I'm going to say, I thought all the acting was good. We said that before. Right. Even the mothers of the bride who had no dialogue really, right? Yeah, I think maybe a line or two the at most. The mother of Dave yeah, did more. Yeah. The only thing that I saw with the mother of the bride was when Jeannie, when Sydney was like, mom, vote. Like, right. But she didn't uh-huh. say anything. She just like picked up her phone right. and then voted. Yeah, and... Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about theme, just briefly, yeah, too, because you sort of touched on that, mm-hmm. but we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what well, we're going to do... Want me to check these cameras real we quick? We should check yeah. the cameras real quick, and if we're running out of time for real, I'll shut up, and we'll come back. So we're just going to work this through, because it's the way we do this, this sort of checking the cameras and the audio. What do we got? We still rolling? That's uh, really scary. All right, good. Then I'm going to go. So let's... I'll, I'll keep... So thematically, there's... I want to say this about this movie. Um it was certainly about social media, right? Right. And you talk about like making your own choice and, and that's overt. I thought it also really did a lovely job of talking about the need for intimacy in private. And uh-huh. like the movie's title gives that to me, right? So made public is something that I think the movie's talking about and how we on social media vomit our privacy. For sure. Making yeah. that public and right. how that really alters our ability to manage our own lives right and the last moments where they were on the altar together and we see them having an intimate conversation mm-hmm. is so completely different than anything else they did yep and it in a way the movie spoke to me about how social media works without being about social media is bad it was right. more about how humans are mm-hmm. uh, and so in the beginning we see uh dave Man, being managed by it in a way and by the end of it we see them being intimate right even though that intimacy is broken by the last gag of the film to some extent we see them intimate and their acting changed they brought that down to a a very private setting and we sort of went from social media to the congregation what do we call people who are at a wedding yeah congregation all right the congregation as public right to them as private right and and i think that's a great lesson is that we need to think about that you know we're always thinking about social media and how we do stuff with the podcast and what we're sticking out and i'm telling steph to like take pictures of what we're doing right Right, now so i can post it but we're not you and i sam you and i we don't argue on social media yeah but if we did that public sense is part of what I think this movie is talking about. Right. And I think that that's a really valuable, unique, thematic choice to make. Instead yeah. of just pointing the finger at social media right. and saying social media bad. Yeah. Saying humans need to learn to be intimate again. Yeah. Right. No, I agree with all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm well sure said. we're out of time now. Uh, we're probably at the 28 minute mark. So, so why don't we do this? Let's, Let's do pause, switch. come back and do yeah. a rating and maybe a little bit Great. more. Great. All right, Perfect. good. We'll be right back. And let's talk about rating real quick. Um, We can't really put this on the same scale as a regular feature film that you're going to go see in theaters because it's not the same at all. Right. right? Completely different. The way you make it is different. The way you write it is everything is Mm -hmm. different. Um, So on the scale of one to ten, let's maybe talk about it at ten being the best short film you've ever seen. 
Zero being the worst short film, it's certainly not a zero for me. I would, I mean, I would say this is definitely like in the seven eight range. Um, as far as, as far as like my enjoyment of it went, it was it was like seven seven or eight. I think the crafting behind it and the talent that went into making the film uh, is like clearly nine ten range. Like it mm-hmm. is really yeah. well done. So that's what probably where I would I would put it. Um, and I have something else to talk about after you guys. Great. I'll Great. Up. Sam, you're up. Uh, personally, I haven't watched that many short films other than my first year of college. I started to because mm-hmm. it was like a first semester thing. Yeah, you're in film school, right? Um, TV. TV. <laughs> TV. But yeah, so um, up at Hofstra, we do we do it a little differently. Uh-huh. So I was introduced to about seven short films my first semester. But they were weird. So I liked this one a lot. So I would give it Welcome a to film school. They were just really weird. Yep. Um, so what did you say your rating was, Sam? Like an eight to me, personally. Great. <laughs> good, good, good. That's good. Uh, yeah, so I just I, I fall in very similar areas. Mm-hmm. You. The only thing that's a distraction here is the ADR. Yeah. I mean, anything. And it's a technical problem, right? right? But it's a technical problem that isn't a problem about the tech right yeah it's about the doing of it so mm-hmm. um i give this thing from a technical standpoint as a filmmaker mm-hmm. like a nine i really do yeah. i like i rate it really yeah. high i i enjoyed it immensely so like i'd say an eight for enjoyment like as as a film right. as a cinematic experience sitting yeah, here for sure without popcorn since no one would make it for me here at your home <laughs> you didn't want uh, it I, uh, even though i didn't have that i i still you know, got to watch the movie and i had a lot of enjoyment out of it so so great like that was really mm. lovely and it has something to say mm-hmm. and it says it in a way that isn't preachy right and it also has some lovely acting and as we've talked before the blocking and especially the work yeah, with Steadicam is spectacular. But I want to add that the ADR is a, is a problem because the ADR is a problem, not because the actors couldn't do their job or because the director couldn't do their job. There mm-hmm. was a thing that must have happened here yeah. that forced them to use... I'm telling you, I think it's just environment. Yeah, and, 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 and probably cost out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you might have been able to with certain yeah. changes, but the choice to do all the Steadicam work mm. may have placed them in a position where they had to use it. And that does pull me out in places, but I can't fault the, it's like, it's so weird to say it, but I can't fault the film for that. Right. I, I can say that it pulled me out in places, yeah. but I would, it, I mean, I want my wife to watch this. Yeah. I think she'll love it. Yeah. I don't think it's a sappy film where me as the guy who's not a huge fan of films where people are, you know, falling Sad. in love or falling out of love, <laughs> like crappy movies like Sam probably watches. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, I, you know, from my standpoint, um, it really meets a yeah. lot of what I like in a movie. It meets a lot of what I know my wife would like. So I would I'd recommend people to watch this and, and I'd recommend people to go find it and we'll try and help you do that as it becomes public. So there you go. That's my rating. That's great. Um, I agree. I agree 100% with all of that. Um, all right. So the one thing I want to bring up is uh, in their press kit that they sent over to us. Uh, there's a quote in here. Uh, this fast-paced, timely short about a groom who shares too much on social media the night before his wedding is a 2017 emergence winner with a diverse 77% female crew. I don't know what the, how many people were on that set, but 70. That's a large. I, I mean, throughout my time on sets. Never was there more women on set than than men, like ever. And I'm sure in your experience, it's it's. I mean, it's a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's great having a um, 
a, a female director direct this piece, a strong female lead. Um, I mean, even strong supporting uh, mm -hmm. women, right? But then you have um, the cinematographer as as a uh, you know is a woman. Uh, mm -hmm. What's her name? Uh, do we Catherine have name? White. Catherine, man, she did an awesome job. Um, and it's it's hard to hold your own on set. Like you're making creative decisions and choices, and there's people breathing down your neck. Like, come on, we're behind on time. Like you got to do this and that. And so often. It's just like, it's pressure. It's just pressure. It's pressure mm -hmm. and time is money. And you have men just trying to dominate the field and are putting women down in the industry. And at least like I've seen that on set and it's not fun to, to see that. And you just don't get the role. You don't get, the, you don't get that role as the mm -hmm. actress. You don't get the role as the cinematographer or the director because you're not this, this, or this. And you don't qualify as far as the man's standards go so awesome to see that many people that percentage of women on set and actually who are leading this new generation of it's it's inspiring to younger i'm sure you agree yeah. to the younger filmmakers out there who are wanting to work in the industry to see that many that big of a percentage of women working on set in a professional manner so, mm. so sam what do you think about the 77 percent diverse women what's how's that affect it's you? definitely like a step in the right direction uh, as a young female it's really hard to think about positions that I'll be able to take in the real world almost because of how dominated it is. Um, so this kind of just gives me a little hope. Like, do, you, it just, do you have that experience at school? Like, do you have I a, do. Okay. Like, teachers won't assign me like the good projects or like the weird short films to do mm -hmm. or like the harder ones the to yeah. write about. Right. Um, in my production field, like I'll have teachers that laugh about our projects and then like think that the guys projects are great when they're really not <laughs> but it's just like it's something that all women have to deal with no matter what so it's just really nice to see 77 you said 77 percent. it's just yeah. really nice to see and just get more women out to the field anyway and yeah. there's sort of opportunities out there and it's you know one of the things about that too is for me I didn't know that, right? So we, I didn't look at that press kit before mm -hmm. we watched. And so I don't care if it was or wasn't as right. a viewer. Well, exactly. I didn't. I only saw it after we watched the film. It here. still mm -hmm. matters. Yeah. It, it, and it's great. And the skill level was really high. But I don't want to, I mean, I want to say that I don't think the film's good because there's no. women working on it. I yeah. think it's good that there are women working exactly. on the film. Exactly. And, and that distinction sometimes we get lost in. I think that's mm -hmm. really great. Yeah. Uh, there's one other thing we read about in the press kit that I think we should talk about. Uh, and that's that the film is shot in real time, mm -hmm. which is yeah. great. Yeah. Not something I thought about while it was happening. I did not say, oh, this is all actually 14 minutes of their life and my life at the same time. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. That's it's hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. And steady cam work in there really has to nail every moment, and mm. that really did nail the that, yeah. that steady cam up. Yeah, I wish Lisa Senny was here to talk. I know about it would it. be great to. Um, yeah. I, you know, half of me wants to send Lisa the link and tell her to give me you know a Reason quote we can stick yeah. somewhere in the middle of this. And so we did send the link to steady cam operator Lisa Senny, and here are her comments. The Steadicam work in Made Public is clean and sharp and adds to the story rather than simply being used because there's a Steadicam on the job. A lot of directors and DPs will do shots on Steadicam because of time, convenience, or simply because they think it's cool. I love Steadicam personally, though it's simply another tool to achieve a shot. Whether or not it's the right tool for that shot depends on the shot and what part of the story you're trying to tell within that shot. 
Do you want a dynamic, moving shot that can be fast or slow instantly and bounce between wedding guests? Then use a Steadicam. Do you want a clinically perfect frame on a very slow pullout? Then use a dolly. At least, that's what I would use personally. Every operator is different, and one is not more correct than the other in their choice of tools. The right tool for the job is the one the operator is most comfortable using to achieve that shot. The lock-offs in Made Public are great, and the swish pans and quick punctuated moments in both long Steadicam shots that introduce new characters in the church are very well timed and executed. The operator needs to both anticipate planned moments and be ready to react and change if something doesn't quite go as planned, such as an actor overshooting their mark or the timing of an entrance being off. In a narrative scenario like this, especially with longer shots, the operator can usually do at least one rehearsal and work out kinks before doing a take. Between takes, notes can be given and adjustments made to make the next take even better. It's easy to overuse Steadicam in a film like this, though Made Public does not. The moments that don't need to be moving shots don't move, and the Steadicam work is good enough that a normal viewer would never notice the transition from Steadicam to sticks to handheld. There's a saying among Steadicam operators, if you're doing your job right, no one knows you're doing it. Lisa Senny's another graduate of uh, my program, and so uh, uh, and a steady cam op who's spectacular. So uh, hire her. Uh, but uh, with that in <laughs> mind, this is produced by Something Wild Productions. I want to yep. make sure that's out there, just so people have a way to find it if, yep. if they want to. Anything else? Any of you want to add about this? Um, no, I, I loved it. I'm excited for it to. Uh, it's making its festival run right now. It looks like there's a lot of just official selections from them being accepted into certain film festivals. Hoping that it gets wider uh, releases and, and acceptance into other other film festivals. And I hope it does well in the circuit. I'm excited for it to be released to the public. I loved it. It was really great. Sorry to interrupt, but the Racking Focus podcast has been informed that Made Public has been made public and is available at Vimeo. You can watch the film at either the link in the description of this podcast or in the link in our YouTube video. Go check it out. So thanks, for, thanks uh, Foster, for sending this film to us and actually who was it that emailed us with this uh let me bring up her now i want to thank you uh christine solozzi i think i hope i said that right thanks for sending us this film it was really really fun to watch and critique and uh just appreciate you guys supporting mm -hmm. us and our podcast um for everybody else please go follow um you know made public Film, uh, there's a there's a few links here I want to throw out. Follow the Foster Wilson on Instagram, Something Wild Productions on Instagram. Uh, it's Janine Mason on Instagram, Zuckerman Josh, and Brian P. Leahy on Instagram. We'll put Sam. We'll put those in the description of the video or as uh, lower thirds or something. You can go Nasty. follow them. Lower thirds. Um, go check them out. See what they're doing. Uh, you can follow their work. Um, and if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Racking Focus Podcast. Is that correct? Racking Focus so Podcast? Instagram's Racking Focus Podcast. That's right. Instagram's uh, Focus. It's Pod Focus on Twitter. We want you to follow us there. And it's Racking Focus Podcast on Facebook. And since this movie yep. raises the importance of Facebook, um, it would be great to uh, have you go to our Facebook page. And maybe we'll throw a poll up uh, and see how that goes as <laughs> oh, well. I'll try idea. and work on that good today. Idea. And then someone will be like, why is there a poll? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's they'll, so they'll clever yeah. in the future because they won't hear this. <laughs> for a while um uh, you can reach us at racking focus pod 
pod at gmail.com. And I want to say that this is a first foray into doing a film that isn't a big release and we would love to do more. So if you're an independent filmmaker, uh, the three of us would love to watch your movies and talk about them. So please send us uh, requests. We'll look and put it into our schedule. We'll do these special episodes and sort of come up with uh, reviews of that. So again, rackandfocuspod at gmail.com. Sam, anything you want to add here right at the end? No. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Thanks. Sam, what are we going to watch? What are we going to watch next and you be forced to edit? So the next one is the new Spider-Man movie. It's Homecoming? No. That's the first one. This is Far From Home. Uh, Far From Home. And then Midsummer. Right. Midsummer is the daytime horror yeah. film, yep. which I'm super excited to see. Yep. Uh, and we'll see. There's some uh, history. Apparently, we'll apparently it there. scared the pants off of Jordan Peele. So, not literally. That would be weird. But for well, him, it would it, be literally. Though. It might be literally for him. <laughs> Who knows? So, that's the next episode. Anything else? No, that's it. Let's just sign off. Cool. So, uh, you want to do it? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say goodbye. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Remember, review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I'm going to throw a pen I was like, at you. What does he mean like, by sign off? I'm like, goodbye. I was so like, we're just, <laughs> this is when everyone's talking. So, uh, Sam, what should we do on Apple Podcasts? Rate us five stars only. And, right, right, right. <laughs> and write a lengthy review. And make sure you mention how good the editing of the video is or the audio is done well and all of the junk we need because we want people to watch and listen. And we want to be able to spotlight films like this mm-hmm. and get them out to the public. And your reviews help our reviews get out there yep. and help support some of these uh, filmmakers who aren't big budget folks <laughs> from companies. So again, yeah. uh, find us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find your podcast. Leave a review, five stars preferably, even if you hate us. And uh, that's it. Now you that's can it. say Now I can say goodbye. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus Podcast.